Remember me? I know it's been quite a while, um, and I'm sure you've missed the sound of my voice. Uh, but lucky for you, the Women's Domain podcast is back. So, welcome, welcome to another episode of our podcast. I am your host, Sarah Russell, and I am so excited to speak to our guest for this episode, episode number five, which is all about female empowerment. Entola Obazi, Trading Director for Pottery Brand Emma Bridgewater, has an incredible background in all things digital, e-commerce, customer engagement and so much more. Her experience in this industry is so vast and it was a pleasure to listen to her insights on empowerment, ambition, leadership and more. We did suffer some technical issues so you will have to bear with us the sound quality isn't always as good as we would like but it won't take away from what's being said I promise it's definitely worth a listen so as I always say grab a cuppa or you know depending on what time it is maybe something a little stronger and let us know what you think we would really love to hear your feedback enjoy Entola, thank you very much for joining the Women's Domain podcast. Uh, I believe you are episode number five, which is rather exciting, or six. I mean, I've slept a lot since the last one and probably drank quite a lot of wine as well, so I'm not sure. Brilliant. I'm so happy to be here. I think it's been a long time waiting since we actually met last year at your Women's Domain event. Um, So really happy to be doing this virtually. And we'll see each other in a few weeks as well, so that's really good. We will. Yeah, you're part of the gang now. You've been to a round table. I'm back. I'm back. I'll be back all the time. Um, it's it's always empowering, isn't it? And enlightening, I think, to be with a, a wonderful group of women and chat and get back to being face-to-face. That's really important. Absolutely. I think, you know, as soon as I met you at the dinner um, and when you kind of introduced yourself, uh, you talked a lot about female empowerment. So at that point, I was like, I've got to talk to her. I need to speak to her. But before we dive into any of that, just I think for people listening, could could you just share a little bit about who you are and I guess your journey thus far into this world of e-commerce? Yes, of course. I mean, if you'd asked me 25 years ago when I was doing my computer science for GCSE that I'd be working in e-commerce, I'd be like, no, I won't be doing that at all. I'll be doing something else. But um, yeah, just revealing my age there. Um, I think I've had a very interesting journey what my career has been. I've, I've always been interested in, in fashion, in product, in categories. And over time, it's sort of evolved in the way we consume as a, as a customer. So my background originally is um, store management, so manage and open stores in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. So I was born and raised there. So hence um, that thread as to why my career sort of started in, in that arena. Um, and sort of was thrown into the uh, world of e-commerce. And now, as we know, the marketplaces, as retail businesses were looking to expand their digital platform, and nobody was interested in digital. It was one of those dirty little secrets where it's like, oh, digital, we'll, we'll put you in the corner there and, you know, and, and see what you can do. Um, and that sort of evolved into the roles that I'm doing now for various businesses in terms of not just running their e-commerce operations, uh, but expanding them into new territories. So not just looking at where are they growing now in the UK market or Germany market or China or US, 
but thinking where is the customer and how do how do they reach them so sort of been a journey that started with store operations and being on the shop floor and now being on on the shop floor but in a digital space uh, selling product for the brand that I'm currently working for so that's interesting you started very much um in a, in a technical so with the computer science background and of course with you know with digital transformation you're able to carry that through but you also have quite a strong commercial um element to your role as well because what I'm finding sometimes is that um the women that I'm speaking to are either commercial or technical there's never really a blend Do you, is that something that you've consciously done or is that just something that you're naturally that's just naturally happened yeah, it's, it's, it's been conscious because I, I, I've never wanted to pigeonhole myself in terms of um, career. I've always thought, right, what else can I learn? I've always also been curious in terms of, um, I've, always, I've always been commercial, so I've loved the commercial element, dealing with product design, customer, um, and then the technical side is because I'm, I'm basically a geek. That's where it comes from. So I love problem solving and understanding, you know, how do we uh, transform this information data into something that the customer and the front end um, can actually digest and, and work with. So I think that's always been there. I think you've touched on a very important point about meeting women who are either one or the other, and we need to be empowered actually to embrace and to learn other aspects of the business in order to have all that experience as we move through our careers. I think that's really important. I agree. I think it's really key. I mean, the 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 commercial women that I have that I've spoken to a lot of partner managers, for instance, you know, they 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 said the words, "I'm left out the conversation" because you sit on a call, and it's a it's a technical, you know, that the the point of it is is technical anyway, but there is so much um, you know, te- like jargon and uh, people, you know, the and it's always, and I hate to say it, but you know, you're, she sat on a call with you know, three or four or five other men, and she just sort of sits there and, and isn't engaged with, and doesn't feel like she can engage. And you know, I mean, a lot of that comes from her needing to feel empowered to, like you've just said. Um, but I think there's also a lot that other people in the room can do as well. Oh, definitely. They they need to stop speaking in acronyms and you know, abbreviating things. Um, I always say when you're in a room, whether it's, whether it's a boardroom situation or team meetings or agency, you're telling a story about, at the end of the day, you are telling a story about product, about data and how it's impacting the customer. And surely there must be an easier way you know, than talking about tech stats and, and so on to, to communicate that to the people in the room. So always speak to your audience, because if you're speaking to a marketing director or a brand director in a um, retail business, if she doesn't understand it, she's not going to invest, you know, in your agency. She's not going to uh, allocate more budget uh, to technical development. So you need to speak in a language that they can also understand. But on the other hand, us as women, we should be curious as well. I feel like there's so much out there in terms of platforms, forums, networking, um, organizations you can attend, you can read things, watch things on YouTube where they explain all this information so you can you have to sort of also invest in your own learning and development as well to keep abreast because it's it's always changing i mean we're now talking about web 3 blockchain and metaverse those are 
you know, new terms that weren't there maybe 10 or 15 years ago. I mean, they sound a little bit like the next adventure movie, if I'm honest. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So have you always felt this empowered then? I mean, have you not come across your own challenges um, and your own obstacles? I've always suffered from, and I think still do from imposter syndrome. So having this feeling that I'm not good enough, I'm not supposed to be in this space. How did I get here? Will I be discovered? Um, and I always, I have mantras, I have to pick myself up and acknowledge, actually, I do deserve to be in this space. My career needs to speak for itself. I need to be um, in interviews and conversations with people, talk about how I can contribute, how I contribute. I still face what I've been for interviews in the past where I'm still asked about how I manage work-life balance, being a mother, being a parent, and you know, I, I suck it up and, and say, okay, it's part of the process, but it shouldn't be that way. It should actually be about, you know, tell us about your personality. Tell us about the company culture. How can you contribute? How can you empower? Um, I think those are some of the, the challenges. And you mentioned earlier about being sometimes the only woman in the room. I feel, where are the other women that we need to bring along with us to be in that space to contribute? We, we need a diverse and inclusive uh, team at every level. To make the best of whatever we're doing in an organization. Absolutely. And I think um I mean that's why representation is so important, right? Because if 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 you had other women interviewing other women, we probably wouldn't ask each other, oh how how are you managing? You know, you've got two kids and you want a career, isn't that too much? You know, we exactly. wouldn't ask those questions. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Have you had such challenges yourself as well? Oh goodness. I mean I think I definitely felt it um, after I had my children. Um, the, the imposter syndrome amplified after my first. I was actually freelancing at the time, so I was on kind of nothing maternity pay from the government kind of thing because it was self-employed. Um, and, I, and I was lonely. And I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a people person. And I was like, I need to go work in an office. I need to explore that. and. Um, when I was looking for jobs, I was definitely applying for jobs that were below my pay grade because I was like, oh, no one's going to want to employ me. I've just I've got a baby. I've just come back and I don't feel like I've I've I can offer them what what they want. You know, sounds daft. Um, but then after my second child, I was in in work. I definitely came back the part time thing, the childcare cost thing and feeling left out of the conversation because obviously Sarah's part-time now so she's not as ambitious as she was mm. want to be in that meeting she can't she can't commit to that and I'm like hey I've got a husband he's a dad <laughs> he can he can look after the kids so yeah I mean I've absolutely felt that that kind of block it, it's just a massive blockade put in front of you sometimes yeah and I have a mantra of, okay, accepting the things that I cannot control. So I couldn't control how they felt about me and how they felt about my abilities. But what I could change, because I had a similar situation, had a child, came back. I felt like I'd missed five years of the company had moved on and I was still sort of stuck in whatever was going on um, before I left. And I had to quickly catch up. So I said, right. For myself, which is, you know, sounds crazy now, but that was my way of coping. Um, when I picked up my my son from nursery school, so he was he was usually there until six, go home, do the whole mother duty, 
and then any tasks that normally I would probably complete in the morning at work, whenever I went to bed, I'd do all the project management at night. A, it was quieter. Two, no one was disturbing me. And I was just motivated saying, this is the space, this is the window that I have to operate in. But it is, it's changed so much now. It's, um, I think it's gotten better in terms of empowering women within the workplace and helping them. And, you know, tech has helped as well. There are no excuses now for why someone can't work partly from home while they're looking after their children and partly be in the office. You can do it all now, actually, I think, much, much easier. I have to say that that our flexible working, that lockdown, I mean, I'm not saying lockdown was a good thing, thank God it's over, but I think, you know, what you've just hinted towards is that what it did show is that being able to work from home opens up so many opportunities. And when you think when like, I mean, it's not just women who are mothers, you know, who, who have challenges in the workplace, you know, it's across the board, but looking specifically at mothers who haven't gone back into the workplace because of childcare costs and things like that, who have been out of the workforce for so long, if they need to come back, you know, te- the tech industry, the e-commerce industry is perfect because it you can work from home, you can be project manager, you can be in you know, senior positions in which you can do part-time, which you, or you can work flexibly. So there's, there's opportunities there massively. It's a very good sector to be in because it's constantly evolving, constantly developing. Like you said, from a work-life balance perspective, flexible working, the ability to use tech to communicate at any time across you know, multiple departments. It's, 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 it's brilliant. And I think we need to make e-commerce sexy again. So it's something that women are actually considering. So... But- with that in mind, women are still underrepresented within the e-commerce industry. And you've mentioned things like imposter syndrome, but what do you think needs to change? What do you, why, why do you think more women aren't coming back into the, into the workplace, specifically in uh, an industry like tech or e-commerce? I think we need more platforms, you know, such as the women's domain is, is a good example, plugging it there, but it is a good example of Bringing, bringing women together who are probably just starting their businesses or they're in junior roles or they're currently progressing or entrepreneurs, creating forums and networks for women to interact so that when those roles are coming up in the process, you have, you know, uh, a black book of women who can say, actually, I know this person would be right for the role. They should apply or they should be promoted. Creating the space to empower women think is is really important and we're the ones who need to do that whether it's networking events speaking events representation you know showing us talking about our career our journey and not just um speaking to ceos or cfos cmos really going director level manager level so that everyone knows that there is a path but sometimes when you just speak to the ceos of the world like i find um angela arnett she she obviously was at Apple, then she went to Burberry and, and led that whole transformation of that brand. But it, it might be unattainable and might not be a role model for someone who is, you know, Gen Z or Gen Alpha. They say, who is that person? So they need to see people who represent them in their space and they can look up to. And it's through networking, empowering, podcasts, YouTube, you know, all these forums. That's what we can do. That's how we can start small steps. 
And would you say you you bring a lot of that into your own leadership style? And perhaps, I mean, I'm not sure, um, you know, how do you feel about mentoring and do you mentor people and or are you mentored? Um, because I, you hear that a lot and I'm like, how, how do I get a mentor? <laughs> I know. I, I mean, Sarah, when you find one, help me too. I, <laughs> I feel like everyone is so busy. Uh, I, I think I, I would love to be a, a mentor to someone. So, you know, reach out. Anyone who's watching would love that. But within the businesses I've worked, I've sort of focused on two things. How can I train and develop my teams? I want to train and develop them that they either leave my department or they go to another business and get into another role. And then I feel like I've done my job. And that's sort of been something that was within my control. Once again, things that I can control is empowering and leading my teams and it's through how to empower, encouraging your team to be in the room when problem solving, not just saying we have a problem. What solutions do you have? They may not be the ones who make the decisions, but if you empower them to be able to come uh, and collaborate and problem solve and see actually something that they suggested, a solution, a proposal is what helped the business. That's how they grow. And that's sort of my small way of of chipping away at the teams and empowering and developing uh, them as well. But I think there should be more forums to, for us, perhaps, to go into schools, go into colleges and empower. Because I don't know about you. So when my kids have careers day, it's the classic sectors that are coming in there. And I think, you know, they need more creatives, tech entrepreneurs to go in and say, actually, this is what you can be as well. That's really true because my my son, I mean, he's only six now, but uh, last year in his reception year, um, a letter went out to parents saying if it, we're having a sort of careers day or, or job day, whatever, trying to present to kids about careers. Um, if you're in if you're in the fire service, um, you know, doctor, dentist, that kind of that kind of role, um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and I was like, well. I could tell there were so many exciting things that they could do. I mean, all these kids that play Minecraft, they want to be coding. They want to be in tech. I could tell them about that. I mean, that's how NFTs have come about, isn't it? So digital assets from Fortnite and, and Minecraft, that's how it's all come about. So, yeah, I think we need more of that. I did offer to go to my son's school, but my son didn't want me there. So when he leaves, I'll probably go and offer up my services. So, um. Just looking at tools that you use, I mean, you mentioned mantras um, earlier. And would you say a lot about empowerment is very much connected rather than sort of really practical things you can do? Mindfulness, really, that kind of look, I know, look within, I guess. Yeah, I think we need to embrace mental health and physical health. So the mental side of how you know how you think how you think how you react how you process whatever's going on with you because there will always be challenges from a work environment and a personal environment and it's how you deal with those things and I always like breaking things into chunks into putting them into quadrants you know is this urgent important non-urgent and that helps me personally but also seeking inspiration you know mindfulness there there are apps that you can listen to you can also podcast I love listening to podcasts I think I can learn so much my my favorite and I know it's by a man but it's a diary of a CEO just the fact that he brings a diverse uh, 
group of people from health, wellness, self, celebrities, CEOs, CFOs, just the combination. And you just realize, you know what, Sarah, they're all people. Mm. They're all just people navigating life and have found ways to take it day by day, week by week, and have somehow progressed uh, to the roles that they're in. So that's sort of important to me is thinking about my, my mental health and then physical health as well through my, my fitness. I sort of found something for me um, that I'm doing for myself, not for anybody else to set me up for the day, to get me going so that I could be the best uh, version of myself in my role and to my team. I definitely feel like, I mean, for my generation, the idea of um, mental and physical health, it, it, you us women that are edging towards our 40s or, or in our 40s are really embracing that because you know, I think maybe women nowadays who are, who are, you know, a good 10, 15, 20 years younger than me, they already, they're already at the gym, they're already doing all that. Whereas I was at the pub, you know, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't doing that. And now it's not until I've had my children and, you know, you're, you're chronically exhausted and all of this. And then it's like, oh, I'm, I'm nearly 40. And so it's, there's been a real kind of, I think, promotion of like women our age kind of going out and getting physically fit, not thin, not losing weight, but getting yeah. physically fit and strong and mentally strong too. Definitely. I mean, I was with you. I was also in, in the pubs and the wine bars and <laughs> thinking, oh, I'm going to have all this energy for the next 20 years. And then suddenly it hits you. Right, I need to do something about this. Otherwise, you, you just can't, especially in these roles that we have, director or C-suite, you, to be high performing, you need to be alert. You need to be agile and to be productive. You need to have a clear mind, healthy eating, etc. Like you said, it's not about losing weight or being thin. It's just about being alert, agile, fit, being able to withstand, be attentive, to listen to your teams. That's really important. You're right, they, they have got that. The younger generation, as, as we call them, have are, are doing it the right way. But I think they also need to put that same effort into work ethic as well, because they also need to do the graft and the grind to achieve, um, to move on, you know, career progression is, is a very big thing for, for them as well. So combination of both you need both 100% absolutely because I, I feel you know we, we're having this conversation and um a lot of what I'm trying to uncover with the women's domain is what businesses in e-commerce what business leaders can do to help um improve the representation of women in our industry but when it comes to empowerment it feels like really that's not us that's on us to do that ourselves, isn't it? I mean, um, your your line manager, I think, has a role, but it sounds very much like it. You start with you. Yeah, definitely. I think it's um, what did someone say to me at, at work the, the other day? Is that we talk about diversity inclusion? Yes, it starts with us, but we need you know the men in the organisation to, to come along on, on on the journey with us and leading by example. So obviously. The things that I talk about, my team see in me, they see that I'm I'm all about the fitness and I'm not saying that they have to do the same thing that I have to do, but it motivates them to say, actually, my lunch break, I'm going to take a walk versus just sitting on my phone. That's already something that they're taking the time for themselves and the space. I'm going to speak up in a, in a meeting because I've been empowered to. That's already, you know, a step. So it's 
it's little things within the organization. You're so right, Sarah. If I'm doing it, you're doing it, and a few others, suddenly there's a culture that you're bringing into the organization for change, empowerment, encouraging, and you're seeing all these women blossoming um, and developing in their careers. We'll get there. It's still work in progress. It absolutely is. And I think, you know, we're always going to be a work in progress. Life would be boring if if we'd reached the goal at this point, I think. Um, but I, you know, it's a lovely feeling to have to know that actually it's within your power, you know? It's in your hands, basically. I do love that. I mean, I've tried practising. I mean, the, I, I tell you what I lack, Ntola, and I don't mind showing this over the podcast. I lack consistency, right? <laughs> so... I tried the meditation. I don't try. I, you know, I, I work on meditation. I work on mindfulness. I work on gratitude. And then after day five, six, you know, I get distracted and I do something else. And then I come back to it. And I just wish sometimes I could go from A to B to C to D to E without, you know, it taking 25 years. I think it's, um, we always talk about motivation. It's not motivation. It's the discipline. Everyone says, oh, you must be so motivated to, to wake up in the morning and, you know, complete all your tasks. I said, not really. So it's, the, it's the discipline to be consistent. And, you know, it's okay to, progress, pro, uh, progress in life is not linear. You know, there will be ups, there will be downs, but as long as you keep moving forward, that's the most important thing. So, you, you know, I was hearing what you were saying, saying, I start off day one, day two, day three, then I, I fall off, then I get back on again. Well, you get you get back on. That's it. You're not stopping. You're not giving up. And then over time, you see, actually, I'm making this these strides and progressing in my you know, yoga or meditation or whatever it is that you're doing. So you just have to be consistent and break your goals into small chunks. We we tend to be over ambitious as, as women because we love to multitask and be there for everyone, but you have to break it into into tiny steps. And over time, say, oh, actually, I started this five years ago, and look at where I am. You know, I started the the Women's Domain podcast, and actually, on episode five or six, wow, that's progress. You continued. You took a break because of other things, but you keep going. I think that's the thing, consistency and discipline. Motivation, leave that on the side. Yeah, because I think we all agree that we don't wake up in the morning and always want to jump out of bed, do we? No, have those moments. Well, I think that's wonderful. Thank you, Ntola, for sharing that insight with us. Um, I think female empowerment is something that we can really um, we can really shout about and help each other with, particularly in a community like the Women's Domain and a community like Amazing Women in E-commerce as well, which I think is fantastic. Um, but I, but I do love the fact that it's on us because I feel sometimes as women, we tend to, we tend to see so many obstacles or challenges and feel like it's someone else put them there. And sometimes it's just easier to accept, but when you know, you've got some power, actually that in itself is empowering. Definitely. We should not see the challenges and obstacles. We should see the opportunities see what we are in control of and what we can impact and change and start that way. And I think you're right. I mean, amazing women in e-commerce, shout out to them, this forum. And I think there's so many, there are many more. I've noticed when you look at Eventbrite and Meetup or Dice and all these other apps that are out there, 
there's so many, and for women, some of them are actually free. You don't have to pay to attend. You just state which organization you work for and what your role is, and they're happy to see you there, that you've actually shown up and give you the opportunity to interact, engage. So there is there is progress that's being being met there. It's not a monetary thing. It's just actually the willpower to say, I'm actually going to put myself out there and communicate and engage and interact with, with other women. I think there's a, a big part of being brave as well. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, I know we've had some technical issues this evening. <laughs> That's for another podcast, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I can do a bloopers reel, but I'll try. Yeah, I know. At the end of the year, honestly, we we overcame. <laughs> we didn't give up. We, we didn't. didn't give up. We didn't. Yeah. We were determined, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for your time, Intola. Have a wonderful evening. And uh, yeah. Thank you for joining the Women's Domain podcast. Brilliant. A pleasure. See you soon. Empowerment starts from within. Now, that's not to say others in the room shouldn't speak up as well, but focus on what you can control and on what you can change. And focus on those small changes because you'll get to your goal quicker than you think. Well, that's what I'm taking from this episode. How about you? Thank you so much, Antola, for sharing your insights. It was such a pleasure speaking to you. And I can't wait to share a glass of fizz at the next Women's Domain event. Thank you as well to the 518 for their support in helping me put this podcast together and to our sponsors, BidCommerce. What a gang we are. And of course, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the love by liking or rating this podcast. And to make sure you never miss out on an episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time.